Welcome back to the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Alex, don't forget to add an opening gag. How's everybody doing? <laughs> I'm not sure if you if that's the joke or is that really a note to yourself? Was that was that too meta? Can it be both? <laughs> pretty meta? <laughs> so here we are in Roslar's coffer. Still a little drizzly, still a little windy. And you guys have found yourselves finally at the gates to the, the cemetery in Roslar's coffer, only to have your path blocked by this otherworldly, like hauntingly beautiful yet horrifying angelic figure with flaming hair and a fiery intensity in their eyes. And it speaks to you in your heads. But first, we're going to have a little flashback. The scene begins at the end of a hallway. The cold, dark evening sky cloaks the windows in an icy blackness, held at bay only by the soft candlelight from the lit braziers along the hall's length. The flat of a dagger's blade dominates our vision, and we can see the pale green reflection of Captain Blake as he uses his polished blade as a mirror, inspecting his teeth. As Captain Blake rustles a piece of food out from between two teeth with his tongue, the sound of several passers-by can be heard as the snow crunches beneath their boots as they walk past the nearby window. Satisfied with the state of his teeth, he angles the blade of his dagger up and begins brushing his hair to the side with his large, rough fingers. Finally, he tries a practice grin and sends a wink of confidence at his reflection. Then, after taking a breath, Blake sheaths his dagger and shakes his nerves away before spinning around and opening the door to Mayor Grive's office. As soon as the door opens, his face drops as we're assaulted with a strong scent of powerful spices. Lady Milana Grives sits behind her desk, looking pale and staring at another figure who stands before her. The figure had already begun to vanish before we even saw it, but in the last moment of visibility, it turns its head to Captain Blake, and we can see not a face, but some sort of lacquered wooden mask. Captain Blake draws his longsword, but the figure has already gone. Still, the half-orc steps aggressively into the brazier-lit room, sword at the ready, and moves to defend his mayor. Lady Grive, are you all right? He takes a swing at the thin air where the figure had vanished. Show yourself! Blake glances back and sees Lady Grive is still pale and looks horrified. He takes one last desperate look around the room and sheaths his sword before turning to her. He moves around the desk next to another icy cold, dark window and places his hands on her shoulders. The mayor stirs as if she only just realized Blake was in the room. She focuses on Blake's face, and some of the color returns to hers. Captain. Lady Grive. Who was that? What did they do to you? Mayor Grive looks back at where the figure disappeared. Uh, I don't know who it was. Did they hurt you? She shakes her head. No, Blake. But it was horrible. I could barely move. I've never been so afraid. Captain Blake keeps his hands on the mayor's shoulders as she sits in her chair, but kneels down to her eye level, concern on his face. Mulana. What happened? Did they threaten you? Mayor Grive's fear turns to confusion. No, they just asked me questions. Her confusion melts into frustration. I, I don't know why I was so afraid. It was like it was instinctual, primordial. I'm sorry you need to see me this way, Captain. Captain Blake's hand twitches. Then, with newfound nerves, he moves his large rough hand from Alana's shoulder to the side of her head. Blake holds his breath for a beat, waiting for her reaction. His heart flutters as she tilts her head, welcoming his caress. What's important now is that you're safe, Mulana. The two remain motionless for a minute, and slowly, Lady Grive gains more color in her face, until she finally takes a slow, measured breath. She places her hand on his and gives it a squeeze of gratitude. Thank you, Blake. 
She releases his hand, and Blake receives the understanding that the moment has passed. He lowers his own, and stands back up. Lady Grive, in turn, stands, and after another breath, returns to her formal air. We cannot have an unknown person running loose in our town. I will speak with you and Uhtred first thing tomorrow morning to discuss this further. Captain Blake takes a breath of his own, and sends a formal salute at his mayor. Yes, ma'am. He turns to leave her office, but before he reaches the door, Milana reaches a hand out. And Captain... Captain Blake stops and turns back. Let's... talk later. Okay? Appearing lighter than air, Blake nods with a poorly concealed smile. It would be my pleasure. There's a moment of silence as the two of them look at each other, a mixture of satisfaction and awkwardness in the air. Blake's smile wanes as he looks out the cold, dark window beside Lady Grive's desk. You never said what they wanted, Lady Grive. Milana blinks in surprise. Oh, no, I suppose I didn't. She also turns to look into the darkness beyond the window. Gildeus. They kept asking me about someone named Gildeus. That brings us back to the present, where you finally hear this voice in your head. Greetings, travelers from beyond the veil. We are Roslar's Coffer, the collected dreams and prayers of its people, the blood and sweat they have poured into its construction and defense, the beating heart and vital spirit of the town. But we are broken and fragmented from the foul attack that has slaughtered our residents. We would help you enter this cemetery if you would help us first. Find our missing pieces in the schoolhouse, the town square, and Wadham's jewelers, and we will allow you to access the graveyard beyond. But beware, our foil, the mourning, the failures, the broken heart of this town's residents still prowls its streets. They will seek you out if you do not destroy them first. Uh, wait. Oh, wait, so, so you're the town? How does that work? Yeah. We are the collected dreams and prayers of the townspeople. The sweat and blood they have poured into its construction and defense. The beating heart and vital spirit of the town. Which is almost word for word what it already said. Yeah, you already said that. That doesn't make it make any more sense. The town's residents are gone, but we remain. Okay. We shall remain until we are whole once more. So, Uchard, if you would like, you can make a knowledge arcana or religion check. Ah, power dice starting early this week, boys. Fucking natural 20 for 33 knowledge arcana. I was going to try a religion check, but never fucking mind. (laughs) So you recognize this creature as a loci spirit. Uh, The emanating feelings of peace and protective warmth make a loci spirit obvious to those within its area. A loci spirit is usually a a good uh, alignment, despite it being uh, technically undead. So it's basically like a haunt, but it is... Uh, created from positive emotions, positive vibes, and like usually a lot of them. And it usually exists alongside the people who created it, but perhaps whatever happened to the town, you know, there's probably something pretty powerfully magical, perhaps kind of broke the rules of how a loci spirit works or is formed. And this loci spirit exists despite the residents no longer being alive. 
Do I know anything about what she said, like, um, the opposite of her was a morning or something? You're really not sure. Like, you don't, you're not aware of there being an opposite of a loci spirit. You are aware that a loci spirit can be corrupted. Uh, but didn't she say that we had to search out those things so they're going to search us out? It sounded like the loci spirit was referring to two separate things. First, it said, we're fragmented. You need to find our pieces. Yeah. And, the, and then there are pieces where they would be. Yeah, at the in the school, in the town square, and in Wadham's Jewelers. Now, you were just at the square where you spent a fuck ton of time uh, sprucing it up and allowing Nigel and Mary to move on. Perhaps you've already freed one of its fractured pieces. And then it said that its foil, its opposite, is prowling the streets. And you're really not sure what that means, because a loci can be corrupted, but it doesn't create, like, a separate being. It's just that loci is corrupted now. Is that everything I know about it? Oh, you got a natural 20. I, I, I like it so much better when there's a really complicated thing and someone's like, I want to make a knowledge check, and they roll shit on it, and then I don't need to explain <laughs> anything. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, you don't know. If only you got higher. Um, all right, let's see. Don't penalize um, me for my greatness. Yeah, I know. Um, so a loci spirit has kind of like a boon that it can impart to uh, those who either it wants to or if you're just like in the general vicinity. It's kind of different for each uh, loci. And there's also a like a corruption effect. Like after it gets corrupted, it does like a bad thing to people around it. It's a, is it like an aura? We just get it when we are in its presence, or does it like a spell like ability that has to be like given cast on us? You know that the boons that they can give uh, can sometimes just manifest automatically if you get close enough to it, but others you need to like perform a certain like ritual to unlock it. You can't currently feel anything happening, so do, maybe it's do the I latter. Feel, do I feel like uh, completing her? Would be would unlock that her able, I say her, it to use its boon. Uh, well, I mean, you can talk to it and find out. Well, Rustler's Coffer, what happens if we complete you and we're able to find your severed pieces? There is much corruption in the cemetery, and I have been holding it there ever since I was created. If you can free m- my fractured pieces. I can move on and allow you to access the graveyard beyond. What kind of corruption do you speak of? Restless are the dead in Roslar's coffer. Many have risen from their graves. I can't, I like kind of look to the side of her. Can I see zombies in there? Uh, you can't, but the area is not loaded yet, so <laughs> <laughs> hasn't no. rendered yet. Yeah, yeah, the draw distance is too far. Sorry. Um, no, she, uh, the, the spirit, the loci spirit says when the restless dead found themselves unable to enter the town, they all took refuge in the tomb of the false hero. Of course they did. Who is the false hero? Where did we wake up? So not only did we have to clear that tomb in one plane, now we have to do it again here. Rossler Coffer, do you... Do you know why he is a false hero? Do you know the secrets of Rosla? Yeah, 
Uh, thanks for pointing that out, Matt. Definitely not looking forward to having to clear this thing a second time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the tomb was not kind to Uhtred the first go around. There's got to be a stronger, uh, stronger. Uh, what is this? Barple. Oh God. <laughs> He's that the zombie lord Barple. It's gonna be a stronger. Fuck. Not My Barple brother. Again. Maybe Thelias' rocks will finally be worth something. <gasps> oh, shit, yeah. Oh, my Maybe we can dumb. buy our way into a truce. <laughs> yeah, it, it is actually like a guaranteed TPK unless someone had the foresight to get those uh, those six white and rocks. Red rocks. <laughs> the, ol- the only real win, the only real winning strategy is to have those rocks. You cannot overpower Barble in his second form. So the... Uh, the Lokai spirit uh, shakes its head at you, Uhtred, and it says, We do not remember the deeds of the false hero. We only remember his betrayal. I would imagine that this is like quickly becoming like, v- like very confusing to you guys. Like you, you all knew that Roslar was a stand-up dude. He had a whole town named after himself. He had an entire tomb well, actually, dedicated Uhtred- to himself. Uhtred was starting to have like remember I did that knowledge check like two weeks three weeks ago yes and there was like some great cover up with the town mm-hmm. so this is definitely a thread that I want to keep pulling on yeah you said betrayal what betrayal could a man who died for this town have committed that would be more rememberable than such a noble act the details of the false hero's betrayal is forgotten to us. All that remains is his guilt and shame. You know, it'd be weird right now if they were talking about Uhtred. Oh. (laughs) It it does line up, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Like, to to a parallel line. (laughs) Maybe that's why Uhtred's so invested in this. Yeah. Maybe Uhtred really is Rustler. (laughs) Rustler reincarnated. (laughs) So Rugger will address them like, well, I mean, we just spent like all day in the square cleaning that up, and it looks really nice. Do you, uh, did we help at all doing that, or is there did we miss something? The Lokai spirit, uh, it kind of like it's it's currently floating about ten feet off the ground. It lifts up like a little bit more, as if kind of like leaning up on its like tiptoes, and it like tilts its head up, like facing the square. And you can't really see the square; like it, the, there's buildings in the way. Like even with it's floating in the air, you know it doesn't have line of sight to it. But it's almost like it's kind of like stretching the like its tendrils of thought towards the square, and it focuses on the square for a moment, and it smiles, and the smile seems a bit out of place with just how intense this thing's face is and like just looks so like biblical and it it turns back to you all and it says yes you have freed my fractured piece that was lingering in the square you are on your way heroes I look to the rest of the group and well it appears whatever we were doing it was the right move a bit Farther back from you guys, like back towards the, uh, farther away from the gate, Yando's like, Yeah, all right, sounds good. So let's, uh, let's get the fuck out of here and, uh, look for more spirits back in the city to deal with. And he, he doesn't seem super keen on getting close to this thing. Well, I mean, I, I suppose Yando has a point, and I don't know about you folks, but I'm 
not a young dwarf anymore. I could I could use a rest after the day we've had. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it is getting late, and you guys are very low on resources. Everything. Yeah. We wake up. Yeah. We spend all my uh, spells. Yeah. <laughs> we try we not go to get go any beat up, and then rinse and repeat. Pretty much. Uchid's <laughs> gonna be the last one to like turn and start walking away, though. Just kind of like locked in in gaze of this Luki. Lukai. Yeah, you guys are just kind of staring each other down. While it did smile momentarily when it realized that what you had done in the square, it is. It, the smile did not last long, and it is back to its very intense stare. As he, when I turn to leave, I do want to detect magic, though. Okay. You are not picking up any magical auras. Okay. Just, you know, making sure. If there's anything magical around, it's my business to know about it. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Head back to the blind, then? Yeah. As we're walking, I, I would definitely want to know, like... I don't want to detour to actually find them right now, but I would ask, you know, Uhtred or Vipira or Ortholias, just like, you know, general area directions. Where is Wadham's Jewelers and where is the school? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As soon as Axel tells any one of us, we'll tell you. Kind of walk by one of them on the way back and scope it out. Like, if it is on the way, like, <laughs> I'm also working under the assumption that there's going to be some kind of relatively dangerous task we're gonna have to perform at each of them so i don't want to get too close and get sucked into something we're not prepared for so you know that the schoolhouse is in like the north eastern ish end of town almost like on your way out to go to the bastion of light temple uh by the way is that outside of the yellow cloud no uh the bastion of light yes okay good (laughs) Well, it's beyond it's beyond the wall. So, right, I mean, right. for all you guys know, the whole world could be in this fog, but except for you, but it's outside the bubble that we're in. Yes. Otherwise, I would have to go there. <laughs> and you know that Wadham's Jewelers is over here in the northwest side of the town. Okay, so we could definitely you could walk head past by the, school. the schoolhouse. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we'll head back to the blinds via the road that takes us past the school. Now, that Loki spirit, she wouldn't let us in the graveyard? That's what they said. Yeah. She does know I am the gravekeeper, right? I mean, (laughs) I didn't want to sort of challenge her authority then and there, Mm -hmm. but that's what I'm sort of mulling over as we're making this walk. It's like, are you serious? You'd let me... That's my cemetery. You're going to... You're Roslar's coffer? I'm Roslar's coffer. That's my cemetery. <laughs> You're like, I did all this shit to get back here to my cemetery. I upgraded my <laughs> shovel for this place. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like it's a good thing you upgraded it, because you're going to need that extra shovel power. Do you, uh, <laughs> you can try to walk right past them and enter the cemetery. No, 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 no. See? No. No, no, no. <laughs> I knew as soon as I said something, you were going to put ideas into my head, but I knew it was better <laughs> to just shut up. <laughs> You know, the learning. Okay, so you guys, uh, you walk up the uh, the eastern road, and that brings you right past the schoolhouse. And the first thing that you notice from looking at it from the outside is that you cannot really make out anything inside the windows because there's this bright glow emanating from something within the building, and it's obscuring your vision, at least from where 
you currently stand. Now, can you describe this glow a bit, a little bit more? Is it like a welcoming, loving glow, or like a spooky, you don't want to go in here glow? Because those it are two is, very different glows. Yeah, uh, it is a soft, if very bright, blue glow. Okay. Oh, like the soft blue glow that we saw that represented Nigel and Mary. It might remind you of that same, like that same color. Yeah. Okay, so there's another ghost. <laughs> All right, well, let's get on the mystery machine and go ghost busting. Well, uh, in the morning. Save it for the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Oh, my God. The rogue yard's right. I think we all need some rest first. All right, yeah, so you guys arrive back at the blind. Yeah, uh, everything seems fine. There's no Yagwai or anything. <laughs> uh, rogue yard immediately just kind of stumbles over to his, like, whatever spot he's been claiming for bedtime. <laughs> he's been like, uh, wake me up when it's my turn for a watch. And he just plops down and passes out. I assume that means he'll be joining me for the last watch. And I and Elsie will do the second watch. And uh, I'll do the first watch. All three of us turn. Me too, says Yando. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting the old team back together. He throws an arm around you. That's uncomfortable. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Actually, uh, before we uh, we call it a night, uh, something I wanted to wanted to address uh and he he uh he takes his quiver out from around uh he's got it strung around his his shoulder uh he he removes that and he kind of shows you all that he only has two arrows left in it and he's like i'm i'm happy to keep uh tagging along with you lot but i I, i've got i've got this and he kind of taps a a a very tattered looking longsword at his hip but uh well i i definitely shine best with uh with me bow and arrow I don't suppose uh, you lot have any that you could lend me. And he kind of looks over at Thalias and he's like, I, I, I see you've got a fair a fair few, but I didn't want to assume anything. Yeah, Thalias has a composite bow with, I think there was like 55 arrows that we got from, what was that, from the the, 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 the Dead Roads, the Mist fight? Yep. Yeah. Thalias didn't remember he had a bow and arrow. That's not true. Thalias is mad equipped. He's got all kinds of stuff. I'm not much for ranged combat, so here. I rustle around in my bag and give him a whole grip of arrows. Okay, uh, just, I know, but just so anybody who doesn't know, what is a grip of arrows? In this case, is however many arrows, arrows you think I could hold in one hand. Oh, probably like ten. I'll give him two grips. Okay. Two, I'll okay. two-hand it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he, Actually, he takes... you know what I'll do? Instead of taking two grips, I'll <laughs> just gather them up to my chest and walk very carefully over to him. Like all of them? I mean, as many as I could hold to my chest. <laughs> I, you don't need to do this in one single interaction, <laughs> yes, Joe. Yes, I can... do, Alex. Yes, I do. Because <laughs> you know, it's arrows. Why two don't you just give him the quiver? <laughs> Yeah, you could just no. give him your quiver. <laughs> where, where am I going to put my arrows if yeah. I give him my quiver? You guys that's, don't give him don't You know what, that's true. Well, you know, why don't you give him your quiver and then he can give you two grips of arrows? <laughs> no, just give him 20 arrows and be done with it. All right, 20 arrows and we're done with it. I'm just right. don't need to complicate Glad this. we kept it so simple. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh... Yando, uh, he refills his quiver, and he uh, 
he he tips his hat to you. Then he realizes he's not wearing a hat and just kind of salutes you. And as he's doing that, I've got my finger over my lips thinking like, hmm, those arrows, is there something I need to tell him about them? Or they're just regular arrows? I'm like trying to remember where I got 55 arrows. I think they And then I just shrug and you... say. <laughs> they blow up yeah. on you uh, when you pull them. They're trick arrows, Riendo. <laughs> but I just shrug and say, oh yeah, no problem. Let me know if you need more. I've, I've still got a bunch, but can't give you all of them, you know, out here. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Thanks, I appreciate it very much. And uh, I promise they will be put to good use in, uh, you know, our collected survival. I know they will, brother. Hand on shoulder. Solidarity. He, he gives you an unsure look when you put your, your hand on his shoulder and call him brother, but... Uh, well, I, I look kinda... over to Elksy to sort of reassure him that we're cool. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he uh, he takes a second and then kind of gives you a smile. And he says, well, we're all in this together. That's right. And nobody, and I I put my finger out and I point at everyone spinning in a circle, and nobody leaves without the <laughs> whole group together. That's what we need to do. That's right. That's the that's the lesson that I learned today. Yeah, but did and he, and he, like, learn it? He looks uh, cautiously at Vipira. I wouldn't look so harshly at me. Yeah, why are we looking at Viper? Shouldn't we be staring bullets at Rogar, who's already asleep, not listening? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone pee on Rogar. <laughs> he's got like this nice little smile. He's all curled up, like it's easy. <laughs> well, he's looking cautiously at Viper because she's the she's the one laying the law down. Oh, true. And she threatened him, I think, the night before, (laughs) saying, if you ever do anything that I consider a betrayal, I will fucking kill you. So he's he's just trying not to piss Vipira off. Oh, yeah. That's very... uh, (laughs) He probably doesn't know if the rest of us know there's a psychopath in our group. (laughs) 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 He's just, like, trying to act cool, feel it out. Yeah, yeah. I know too many psychopomps. I am now a psycho myself. (laughs) Okay, so... uh, Yeah, let's hear about this sweet uh, watch that Viper and Yando are Yeah, I'm surprised they wanted to take a second one with me. Yeah, he was very excited about that. (laughs) Yeah, like, it started off excited. I feel like you have to play this out now. I mean, it comes and goes, the the cautionary uh, side of it. He tries to... He tries to, you know think of the the group the camaraderie first and every so often uh you know the fear of death i guess gets if you're gonna up. kiss ass up to somebody you're gonna try and be friendly to them too yeah so yeah vipira and yondo uh they start their watch just so you know yondo you're the last person i'd kill of this group so far <laughs> kind of really messing with him i like that is not at all serious but it is a make a bluff check yeah i will a 17 okay for a for a moment he just kind of like stares at you like slack jawed like (laughs) did you really just fucking say that and uh then he kind of like Um, just give him give him like the elbow like (laughs) and he's like "Ah, (laughs) 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 Uh, good one vipira good one and I just gotta like just kind of keep on teasing him all night, kind of a little bit. No, but I'm serious though. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> or, am <laughs> yeah. I'm not. A... or am I? I'm not. Or am I? Or am I? Just gonna put him through hell. <laughs> all right, cool. Sounds like uh, 
Sounds like you guys are being really attentive mm. of the dangers that lurk. Make perception checks. 25. Oh, Yando got a 27. Oh, me and him. Dream team here. Because you're, you're spending your time like like staring him down trying to like get in his head and he's spending his time looking everywhere but you but at you <laughs> so there's the the extra two he got in his perception check um but yeah your watch goes by with uh no worries Excellent. have a good night yondo or don't i don't really know haven't decided yet all right good night vipera uh, and uh let's let's uh let's have a chat you and me tomorrow uh when everybody's awake <laughs> And Papira goes to, it's Elias's turn? Yes. Yes. Papira uh, goes to kick up the Elias. Hey. 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 Hey, it's your time. Hey. All right, don't kick me. Thank you. Well, you Rest didn't well. wake up the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the second. Elksie. Elksie, wake up. It's our turn. Elksie wakes up and is very graceful in their, uh, in their waking up. Yeah. I'd like to make sure that we don't get attacked or whatever, you know, like the normal stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'd also like to talk to Elksy and just improve my friendship with Elksy. You I know, think... strengthen our bond and go on a nice little walk and learn about Elksy and what he likes and, you know, his fears and his dreams. Yeah. I think yesterday you also said something about wanting to make a like a wreath out of those, out yeah. some of those wildflowers. Maybe I can do that tonight. We can have our little friendship uh, thing where I make a wreath and we talk and we sip hot cocoa by the fire. Yeah. So you're becoming um. Santa. <laughs> <laughs> I find a sleigh. I stock it with presents. <laughs> oh, one specific question I want to know about Elksie is, can Elksie die? And yeah. what happens if Elksie dies? Besides but- me being wrecked and totally <laughs> upset. I think it's similar to like a druid's animal companion where you can basically like you do like 24 hours of like prayers and rituals and then like you call and you call a new one. Companion. But yeah, there's no. Yeah, the, it's basically treated as a druid's animal companion, but I think there is like a small difference since it's like basically sent to you from your your god. Mm-hmm. Should the paladin's mount die, the paladin may not summon another mount. For 30 days. Oh, oh, shit. Or until they gain a, a paladin level, okay. whichever comes first. Wow. During this I mean, time period, the paladin takes a minus one penalty on attack and weapon damage rolls. Oh, shit. That's brutal, but Elksy's so worth it. I just wanted to make sure I knew, you know. All right, awesome. Um, yeah, I believe Elksy is literally just an animal, but with that six intelligence. That's great. So we can... Uh, we can play like chess and stuff, and yeah. he'd be a worthy adversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you guys, uh, you guys do your bonding thing. He's kind of because Elsie can't talk, so you just kind of like any communication Elsie makes to you is just like with like physical prompts or like eye contact or whatever. And you're yeah. you're starting to get a real good sense of like like you'll be like you could like be saying something, and Elsie can be like. Like, just kind of, like, with a glance, like, look at you and, you know, like, yeah, Elksy agrees or, you know, oh, no, Elksy doesn't like that. Uh, So why don't you and Elksy give me perception checks? Ooh, okay. All right. I got a 16 and Elksy got a 21. Awesome. So, yeah, you you guys sit through your watch and 
nothing bad seems to happen. Awesome. All right. I wake up uh, the next two and uh, go over to, let's see, Uhtred first. Uhtred, hey. Hey, Pat, wake up. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting up. Yeah. Hey, it's all quiet. And me and Elksy had such a nice time. I'll tell you about it later. I got, we got to go to sleep now. All right. We'll talk in the morning. Okay. Keep an eye on Rokyar. Just try. You know how you can be, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying it. Shh. Don't let him hear you. Yeah, well, I'll say it to his face. <laughs> okay, I go. I go lay down. And I, uh, Uchi goes over and wakes up Rogar. Rogar, yeah. get up. Uh, uh, it's, it's our turn. Okay. I'll I'm be there running in a minute. off. Uchid's gonna like kind of find like a nice uh, tree that he can like sit down and lean up against, and uh, he's gonna take out the uh, the harrow card he has, and he's just gonna kind of like be playing with it, looking it over, talking to the luchai. Kind of made Uchid start thinking about like the hero reading that Kishikish did, mm-hmm. and like it mentioned that like there was a great you know it involved a great warrior in like our past lives or something and now all this stuff with like Rosslar like that's just kind of all swirling around in his head and he's like kind of trying to like how does this puzzle pieces go together you take out the harrow card and it looks slightly different from what you remember it looking like when you put it in your pocket different how? there's writing on it really? I have uh is it magical? Detect magic, because I have read magic. Do you want me to? Do you want to know what the writing says? Oh well, yeah. <laughs> it's like written around like the like the white border of the card, and you have to kind of like rotate the card to like read the whole message, because uh, it goes like sideways and upside down as it follows the border. It says, Utrid, I hope this message finds you well. I heard that you returned to the material plane. I wish you luck in your trials to come, Kishikish. Interesting. And as Can you I... as you read the message, the words kind of like vanish from the card, uh, and the white borders are blank again. I want to take out my quill and ink, and I want to, in the white borders, write the following. Okay. We did manage to make it back to Rossler's coffer, but... It's hardly recognizable as Rosslers with all the devastation, and I'll leave it at, at that. Okay. I'm not sure. Like, I feel like I probably don't have a lot of room to write out. Right. Yeah, that was probably the best that the, the most that you could fit on there. So you finish writing that, and then the words just kind of stay there. You're not really sure if uh, it, it 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 sounds like you're you're looking at this and going, this is like a two way communication kind of tool. Um, you're not sure if it's working or if it takes a while or if it's just that was just a one-time thing. Can I roll the, a knowledge arcana? Sure. Oh, the power dice! Natural twenty, baby. Oh Jesus my god! Christ. The next Get, one, Nick. The let next me see one is the your next third knowledge 20. arcana. Let me see. Let me see those power dice. <laughs> no, you, you're never allowed to have them. Yeah. So you like you detect magic and uh, you're getting some faint faint traces of a magical effect that like had just left the card and you're like reading that with spellcraft or with knowledge arcana and uh 
yeah, like the best of your abilities. You're not really sure. It's it's not really anything that you've heard of before. It's certainly not a spell. So maybe it's just something specific to Kishikish. Maybe it's something that that any psychopomp like Kishikish can do. Or maybe it's just because, you know, it's a Harrow card and he was like super attached to that Harrow deck. Or maybe it's just because he did a reading for you with that Harrow deck and you kept one of the cards. You're not really sure exactly what is creating this uh, this magical communication but you're pretty sure that it is it is a two-way uh, deal and it might take a day or more but you're pretty sure that Kishikish will receive your message and will be able to reply alright I have so much I need to tell Kishikish but it's going to take a lot of days I'm going to be writing every night <laughs> that's adorable a little pen pal <laughs> Doing like two sentences at a time. Yep. yep. Make them count. Text buddy. Dear Keisha Keish. Hello. Love. <laughs> Alright. Um, at some point, maybe towards the end of my watch, I also want to write up a shield spell scroll. Okay. Alright. Well, what's Rogar doing on his watch? Rogar is mostly just just hanging out like he sees Uhtred fiddling with the the card but after after the events of yesterday Rogar is actually a little little subdued like after after helping Mary and Nigel move on he's definitely he would probably have his his familiar out just floating around because he's definitely got Dolren on the mind okay why don't you guys give me your perception checks Rogar got a 23 uh Uhtred got a 21 okay your watch goes by with no issues. And uh, slowly, as the sun breaks the horizon, the other PCs and Yondo and Elksy also wake up. Vipira stretches, and if she knows, notices a moment where Rogyar is alone, she's going to talk to him. Uh, Rogyar... If you would, for a minute. Ah, uh, yes, Les. What's what's going on? I am infuriated. Not with you, but with myself. If you were put in a compromised position because of me, I've lost good friends that way, and I don't want to see that happen to you. Please... If there seems like a moment where you think that I would benefit emotionally or anything like that, leave me. Allow me to bear whatever guilt. I just don't want to bear the guilt of your death. Well, I tell you this, Les. Whatever decisions I make in my life, they don't fall on you. My decisions are my own and the consequences of those decisions are my own. But would you have acted on those decisions, not knowing what you know now? Oh, you could go back and ask yourself that for anything that you've ever done in your life. Life comes at you, and all you can do is react in the moment. If you live your whole life just thinking about what could have been or what might have been different, you're never going to appreciate what you have. Yes, but what I have right now is what I want to keep, and I'd rather keep you alive. And if your death happens 
because of my emotional attachments that that is something I can't live with. So I'm asking you, do not do that again, at least not on my behalf. And I'm telling you, Les, I can't make that promise, but that's not your burden to bear. We're in this together, like you said, and you were right yesterday. I shouldn't have gone off on my own, but that doesn't make any of it your fault. I'm not going to prevent you, Rogyar, from doing whatever you need to do to ease your own mind, but understand if your actions are because of someone else's emotions or whatever, you are placing that on them and it will feel like that. Vipira, if we only acted in our own interest and never took others' emotions into account, could you just imagine how awful the world would be? I can imagine how awful the world would be without you right now. So stay alive for this group and at the very least for me. I can promise you I don't plan on going anywhere less. It's not how it felt yesterday. And Vipira walks away at that. How's everybody else doing? Just eating some breakfast. and spells. Pretending you don't hear anything. <laughs> yeah. I rolled a perception check to see actually if I overheard it. The 12. I mean, you're probably aware that they're having their own conversation. You might even catch, you know, a, a snippet every so often. Maybe you could even piece together just contextually what Viper is talking about. But you certainly didn't hear all of it. I've been there myself, so I, I just stayed out of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so you guys uh, finish your uh, your morning ablutions, and off you go. Am I correct in assuming you're going to the schoolhouse? Yeah, I mean, we got some heads knock around. Yeah, it's the closest one, and it's the one we kind of scouted, so we might as well start there. All right. As we're like kind of about to leave the blind, Uhtred's gonna turn to Rogar and say, "Rogar, could you summon your familiar and maybe just have it." check out the schoolhouse before we actually get there. I mean, that patrol that we took out yesterday obviously never made it back to wherever they're camped, so maybe we should just kind of get a look of what's going on beforehand. Uh, yeah, I I can send him on ahead, and I do so. I manifest it and send it off to check out the schoolhouse. Okay. Do you tell it to enter the schoolhouse or just go look around the schoolhouse? Yeah, I'll tell it to, yeah, like, look around the do a quick, you know, flight around the perimeter and then, yeah, go on in and check it out. While that's happening, Thalias is going to um, play family physician here and check out everybody's uh, vitals and patch up any wounds. Rogar is down about nine health after resting. Okay, I'm healed all the way. Okay. Yeah, I'm all set. Well, so then it sounds like it's just Rogar that I have to touch up. Oh, yeah. I wasn't hit by them. Unless the last is missing any still. Yando didn't get hit. So, I mean, probably don't need to heal that nine points right now. Yeah. I mean, that's not the biggest issue. Like, if no one else needs anything, like, it's... Yeah, I'm full health. Literally everyone's full except for well, I wasn't the guy sure with if, the most health. I wasn't sure if Thalias was because I know he got hit with, like, that Bane human attack from the ghoul and like a couple others so i wasn't sure if he was still down or not nope i'm healed up but while i have charges lay on hands and no one's actively attacking us 
the last thing I want is for for Rokar to be nine damage. You know, that makes him mm. unconscious or something. Nine's probably just, not that dangerous though. It still probably puts him at the most. Okay, I just really struggle to leave this relatively safe area and go out into you know harm's way with a party that is you know that needs any healing. I mean, so I look you over. It's... I ask you if you want to be healed and. Uh, you tell me whether to, you want me to lay on hands or not. I mean, Rogar is never going to turn down healing. I don't know if you recall all the way back to session one. Like, I drank a healing potion immediately after that first fight because I was That's down right. like three health. <laughs> so I'll give you a heal. You heal thirteen life. Excellent. I am definitely full now. All right, you're on your way to the school, and Rogar sends his familiar to go scout the uh, scout the place out. Your familiar returns, saying that there are several small people in the school, possibly children, uh, or at least images of them, and they seem to be clamoring around the place, playing, uh, but it's kind of hard to see in there because it's so bright, and that is uh, that is everything that you know. Okay, no, maybe uh, they're no... playing Solar Eclipse. <laughs> No, uh, no, no baddies to speak of in or out. So it's probably all good. <laughs> all right. So yeah, I really relay that to the group. Just, well, it, it seems like it's the spirit of children in there, and they're playing around. But uh, I guess that light is just as bright inside as you might think from looking from out here. So you guys get back to the schoolhouse, and like before, you can see this soft, if bright blue glow emanating from within. Once you get right up next to the the school, you can even without going inside, you can make out like a dozen or so like frolic, frolicking silhouettes, childlike figures. What do you do? Alright, um, well Lucid will walk up to the door and go on in. Uh, just see with Elias, he will. Just see his children, ghost children. You enter the the building, and four rows of four small desks each fill most of this chamber, with a single large wooden desk near the only door. Broken writing tablets and dozens of pieces of chalk litter the dirty floor. Several grimy windows around the room look out onto the ruined town. It takes your eyes a moment to adjust, but then you can you can see all of these uh, ghostly, semi-translucent children clamoring around laughing so yeah the children are kind of golumping around and uh utrid and thalias walk in and they they look at you and there's ha 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 hey the teachers are back teach us something teachers ha 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 oh i am not your teacher children nor am i how long have you been in class we're just waiting for teacher to come back so we can finally learn something. <laughs> Did she say where she was going? Or he? Or he? They just kind of stop paying it, like paying attention to this conversation. They're like going back to playing, and they're just like climbing over desks, chasing each other. Vipira walks in. Okay, students, settle down. Uh, no way. Give me a diplomacy, intimidate, or perform check. Ah. Uh. Oh, I'm gonna go with the intimidate. That's gotta be the way to go about this. Okay. Make sure you do some name dropping first. Umbalance the principal's principal. <laughs> <laughs> the superintendent. 
Superintendent McTain is going to be here today, so you need to behave. <laughs> you know I'm sprinkling all that in. <laughs> go, go with the, the intimidate. Ooh, a, a 20. One child, uh, cowed by Vipera's intimidate, takes their seat. And the light level in the school does one tick dimmer. But the, the other, the rest of the kids are still jumping and playing. And they're like, we're having too much fun with our fairy friends. Ha 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 ha. Do we oh. see fairy friends? You don't currently see anybody but the children and yourselves. Are we still like half and half, like in and out of the school? Or? I think by now we were yeah, trying no, we'll, to get everyone in here. Yeah, Rogar will filter in after everyone. And I don't know about you. As Rogar is filtering in. I'm going to detect evil. Oh, okay. Do you suspect Rogiar of something you're not telling me? What? No, it just <laughs> so happens. <laughs> that guy keeps splitting the party. I'll detect some magic while we're detecting things. So I'm reading the detect evil entry for paladins. Mm-hmm. Now the spell detect evil is a 60-foot cone-shaped emanation. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was just uh, whatever my nose could smell. <laughs> well, it can, so I had assumed that it could smell in a 60 foot cone shaped emanation I uh, see. but now I'm reading it in like as it works for a paladin as it says at will a paladin can use detect evil as the spell a paladin can as a move action concentrate on a single item or individual within 60 feet and determine if it's evil relating the strength of its aura as if having studied it for three rounds so you can use it as the spell with the cone or as a like and using it like as the spell it takes you like three rounds before you really get any useful information or as a move action you can you can spec you can target one creature or object and you get all that information at once as a move action oh really interesting i didn't know it was two options so you're not seeing unless you're like hitting like all the kids with detect evil you have to use the the cone okay i'll cone them up you cast detect evil and you're getting a faint aura of evil i fucking knew it but you can't really pin it down uh because it's a 60 foot cone so like if say there is something evil right here right mm-hmm. in front of you you would have to stay focused with the cone like with that square in the cone for three full rounds before you got like even that it was in this spot. Like, first you detect the presence or absence of evil. That's the first round. Second round is the number of evil auras mm. and uh, the power of the most potent evil aura. And then on the third round, you learn the power and location of each aura. So you're just getting, like, it's just kind of pinging, like, in your head, like, evil. And then, like, it's gone. And then evil. And then it's gone. So... Your best guess is there's something evil in here that is invisible to your your eyes and also moving around in the room. Otherwise... I warn the group that there could be something invisible in here. I smell the evil, but I can't pinpoint it. Oh, with that, Vipira... <laughs> starts she's... attacking wildly? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> she's actually right going brand. to uh, sit at the teacher's desk. And say, and say, now, students, you wouldn't want Mrs. Petapalp to come in here and give you a beating like last time. 
All right, give me another intimidate check. I'll give you a plus two bonus for sitting at the teacher's desk. God damn it, seventeen. The children don't really seem uh, interested in uh, listening to you. Maybe well, if you guys like work together or something, you might be able to get some higher chance. Yeah, like why don't we? Uh, why don't we start trying to? I don't know. Does anyone else have like those social skills that they're pretty good at? I think Phileas is kind of diplomatic, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. I, I guess. Let me get but, it out. Like I said, we can we can work together. We don't can, get it out in front of these kids. We can do some <laughs> assisting. All right, now, children. I'm Thelias. You may have heard of me. And let's all listen to Miss Vipera. <laughs> Diplomatically. What, what did you get for your diplomacy, Thelias? An 11. That's why I just roleplayed it the way I did. Okay. <laughs> so the children kind of like, they like they laugh even harder. They're like, Thelias, more like Belias. <laughs> <laughs> I am so hurt. <laughs> These monsters. <laughs> Those are the evil. evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. What was... new tactic? Why don't we do? Why don't we all try assisting Vipira's intimidate and try and uh, try and just round these kids up and get them to sit in their damn seats for a little while? That sounds like a good idea. Because when right. diplomacy doesn't work, Thelias is ready to, you know, bring out the shovel. Twenty-one intimidate. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm glad we Jesus. all assisted Vipira. Oh, Jesus. Utrid, why didn't you say yeah, you plus 13 to what your What the hell? <laughs> well, you were all like, oh, we'll just assist Vipira. It's like, all right. Because <laughs> Matt, yeah. Matt opened it to the floor several times. Does anyone else have something? I would have followed you up immediately. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I didn't have anything intimidating to say. I'm not sure you should would normally intimidate children. Well, You're you, the keeper of the yeah. light. Just be walking in and be like, shit the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought about that, but then, I don't know. Vipira was leading. <laughs> All right. He comes in and shakes the walls of the fucking <laughs> schoolhouse with his words, but his words are, yeah, listen to Vipira. <laughs> so what is Vipira's uh, intimidate? It's a, a, a 22. 22. Yando. Uh, comes in with a <laughs> with, yeah. with his own jive. Yeah, listen to her. Trust me, you don't want to piss her off. Uh, and that assists. Uh, it's a twenty-four. Jesus, we'd be up to like <laughs> we'd be up to forty with the <laughs> if Utra did it. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, yeah, with a twenty-four, you get one additional child to sit down. I do like how just just for the the fun of it, bull like. Myself and Joe and Nick all rolled 19 on the dice right. on that intimidate check. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we had some wildly different results on that, huh? And but and then like Tom rolled the lowest. Yeah, and he's got like a plus nine. <laughs> still, uh, still a lot of kids running around. I'm gonna go pick one up. I'm gonna try and pick one up and put one down. Uh, they are not physical. I was so your that. your arms go phase right through them. <laughs> Smite evil in order to pick them up. <laughs> um, I I turned to Utra like, uh, lad, why don't you try taking the lead here? They don't seem too interested in listening to the lass. Well, I can give it my best try, I guess. <clears throat> hey, everybody, sit down. 
Nikolai sits down. <laughs> Is anybody else assisting? Yeah, yeah I'll, assist. I'll assist. I'll try to punctuate that with almost like an air blast over the heads. Just uh, all right. Yando succeeds. Yep. I rolled another nineteen, so I assist. <laughs> Vipira assists. And right. uh, once Elias realizes that it was meant for the children, he assists. Yeah, he stands up. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> All right, so that looks like a total of 36. Yep. With the Ando's assist as well. Yeah. All right, so that gets four kids to, oh, God. And they all, they all run onto their seats, and the uh, the light level keeps dimming with each with each child. It's working. How many are left? Something's working. Not sitting. I think we might have, like, seven kids in their seats now. Six or seven. So with the seventh child... To sit down, the light level drops. To, it, it was like bright light before, like in here. It was like as if you were outside on a sunny day, no clouds. It's like that level of light. And with the seventh child to sit down, it's dropped to like like normal light, like what you would expect to be like. It's like that same sunny day, but like you're indoors. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. with the the drop in the light level, two creatures become visible who seem to have been blending in with the bright light. And they see you, and they can see that you see them. And everybody roll initiative. Oh my god. Perfect. Next week. What? No. On the Inspired Incompetence Podcast. Oh, the pause. Oh. The damn pause. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya.